All Year I Dream About Gaming Conventions. Welcome everyone to All Year I Dream About Gaming Conventions, the podcast you didn't know you needed about Gen Con, Origins Game Fair, PAX Unplugged, and beyond. I'm your host, Quarex. And I'm your other host, Ben. Dreamers, this week our attention stays with Gen Con in the wake of Sunday, or the wake as many of your dreams came dead on arrival. There's a lot of pain in the community, and we're back with another very special housing lottery episode. So the inconceivable, the unfathomable, the unbelievable happened this year. Gen Con has already sold outer rooms. Not the downtown block, although those those rooms went in record time too. Each and every room reserved by Gen Con has been claimed by attendees, including the rooms in East Indy and the rooms out by the airport. We know this happened in 2022 and 2023, but this was always towards the tail end of the lottery. It's 20 minutes before the end of the lottery in 2022. It's about 45 minutes before the end of the lottery in 2023. This year it was gone by 240, which is 160 out of 285 minutes, or 56% of the way through the lottery. If you had lottery time after 2.40 Eastern time, you were greeted by the following notice. And if you were looking for doubles after 2.20, you saw it sooner. Sold out advisors. Due to enthusiastic turnout, the Gen Con 2024 attendee room block has sold out. Over the coming days and weeks, we'll be procuring supplemental inventory and making it available for booking on a first-come, first-served basis. If you're unable to obtain a hotel room on opening day, or you're looking to change your hotel or room type, please check back periodically as inventory will become available through supply additions and booking cancellations. Thank you for your patience. Yeah, seemingly, Gen Con has already requested additional rooms via Quotey Fingers supply additions to match the demand. But, I mean, who knows how that'll be divvied out. And, yeah, there's not going to be, like, a secondary lottery to hand them out fairly, so it's going to be a free-for-all again. I thought the the battle days were over. So how did this happen? Well, the question is, did they under-reserve rooms? I suppose it's possible. It might have been the case back in 2022 or even 2023 when Gen Con was coming off the back of post-COVID shows where attendance was depressed. However, we're fresh off the back of a weekend sellout for Gen Con 2023 unless the Gen Con management team thought attendance was going to bottom out again. And I don't know why they would, Peter Atkinson. Then this boggles <laughs> my mind. Did the hotels undersell Gen Con? Gen Con puts in their request for the hotel rooms, but of course the hotels have to actually honor the request and pony up the rooms. And, you know, there were some sellouts for hotels by already after the VIG round, although that's not a huge number. Uh, you assume there's 550 VIGs, there could be 550 companions, 1,100 rooms tops, and anecdotally, there's a lot of VIGs that are, like, discussing themselves online, they're married couples or other people that already room together, so probably not even 1,000 rooms to the VIGs, but, you know, still part of it. And then if the hotels decide they can hold more rooms outside the block, maybe they know that those are probably going to sell for the big bucks we talked about in the last episode. So they have some reason to hold some in reserve. And if that's true, hopefully Gen Con pushes back against all those shenanigans and this malarkey in uh, 2025, which doesn't really help you now. Maybe everyone figured out how to game the badging system and reserved three rooms at a time. This seems highly speculative, unless we think that the whole attendee population decided to listen to our podcast and get that advice. It's always possible. I see our download numbers. (laughs) We're we're not pushing thousands, buddy. We love you, dreamers. (laughs) So maybe we're going to see the best attended Gen Con ever. 
yeah, I pretty much think we were... I, even before this, I was thinking this is going to be the big one so far. If you're within, like, a reasonable driving distance, yeah, you probably won't even notice the change, really. But uh, unless Gen Con can really get people packed into those hotels and the lodging, it's going to be interesting seeing the huge numbers and what they end up doing just to come. So we have some late-breaking news. <gasps> Maybe it's a little bit of everything? That's fair. One of the people we know on social media, a dreamer, if you will, posted that he called one of the Hilton properties in Indianapolis and actually was told they had 60 rooms still not released to the block or the public. Seemingly, there's a number of rooms held for the GMs and the vendors, as we discussed also in the last episode, so that they can have places to stick people closer to the convention. You should remember a few things for the rest of this exciting hotel period for Gen Con 2024. First off, GenConHotels.com is live just like we hoped it'd be. You should consider donating for the upkeep of the site if you're going to use it, as it helps the guy who runs it and volunteers it. And anything that goes above his cost is going to go to a charity called Partners for Pets, which seems pretty cool. Check it out in the show notes. And then parking. If you're going to drive any amount of distance, of course, you're really going to want some downtown parking arrangements. And you're going to want to do it now before everyone else realizes that they need downtown parking arrangements. If you're going to rely on Gate 10 or one of the other downtown garages, yeah, uh, hurry. That's all I can say. If this is going to be a harbinger of attendance, you need a plan for figuring out how you're going to get your badge and your tickets. Personally, I've always been a proponent of using will call, even though it seems like you're going to deal with a, a fair bit of line. Nothing's worse than leaving your badge and tickets back in Maryland. <laughs> the rest of you is in Indiana. Especially if you don't live in Maryland. Especially in light of the lines on Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday last year. This may this may be a point where I'm just going to bite the bullet and I'm going to have to pay, pay to have the stuff shipped to me because, frankly, I it, this is yet another another thing that's going to take more time and keep me away from gaming. So, yeah, it seems like every uh, like other year the will call lines are out of control. This might uh, break the cycle because apparently they were bad last year. So, look, if you have the bad shipped to you. Just put it in whatever piece of luggage you're going to use for Gen Con. It's almost foolproof unless you change your mind about the baggage. Don't think about it like that. Everything's going to be great. Stick it in your player's handbook. There you, oh, my goodness. You carry that everywhere you go. Stick it in your favorite board game. There you go. And then you'll definitely so. not decide not to take the board game. At the, no, it's going to be great. There are no downsides. Everything's going to be fine. We're going to see you at Gen Con. Dreamers, that's it for now. We're going to come back with you with some more episodes here in the future. But let us let us know your pain, and we'll 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 raise that flag for you. Greetings from the end of the episode, weary traveler. Perhaps you would like to examine my social media wares, all gathered at linktur.ee/dreamaboutgamingconventions. We sell everything, from Instagram to Facebook to YouTube. Soon we may have whatever tip jar the kids are using these days. All music for this episode was composed by Quarex. Except for Adidas, courtesy freemidi.org. All editing for this episode was by Ben.